They gon' need a village, cause they messin' with the realest. Woo! I can let them blur the vision. Started from the bottom, but I promise I'ma break through. I ain't plan on missing. This is how I'm living every day. I'm trying to make moves. Focus on the All right, welcome, everybody, uh, to no The Climb. Aaron Hosack, Bryce and Tongi right here. Uh, man, we are excited today. We have a very special guest, uh, somebody that, you know, is, is means a lot to Bryce and myself and somebody whose path is uh, definitely a cool one and definitely worth sharing. So uh, today we're, we're going to give you some things and see if you can guess who our guest is uh, before we announce him. So, uh, you know, this this person started their climb as a truck team member uh, for 1-800-GOT-JUNK in Atlanta a few years back. Uh, he's moved all the way up the career path in, in the franchise model uh, of 1-800-GOT-JUNK in Southwind uh, with a stop at almost every single position along the way. Uh, he has pioneered roles in Atlanta, right, that did not exist previously because uh, he is somebody that makes an impact and, uh, you know, whatever he touches basically just gets better. Mm. You know what I mean? So we had to develop roles uh, that could suit his skill sets and talents. Uh, and then something I'm very proud of, and I know Bryce is as well, uh, graduating member of the entrepreneurship program for 2023, uh, which is a very, very prestigious honor in Southwind. Uh, Bryce, you know a few other things about him you want to share? Absolutely, man. Our guest today has watched The Land Before Time over 500 times, wow. and he's actually named two of his geckos uh, after characters in the movie. All right, he starred in the Kennesaw Mountains High School play as the lion from the Chronicles of Narnia. Impressive. All right, if you scroll through his favorite songs on his playlist, Mariah Carey and Sierra live at the top. All right, and the shades he rocks when it's sunny out, okay, are the one from Lil John. No way. Yeah! <laughs> and apparently, you know, uh, Lil John threw those glasses uh, into the crowd at a concert, and our guest one-handed those things like OBJ, man. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest to the climb, Mr. Dylan Kerr. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Dylan, you are the first guest that's ever been to a Little John concert uh, on the climb. So congratulations. Tell us a little bit about that story. Is there any background to that? Uh, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it was a concert I, I went to uh, when I was younger. Uh, yeah, he, he actually threw him out to me in the, in the crowd. And me and this other um, person caught him. And I actually had to, to bite this this girl to, to get the glasses. Um, but I did end up, end up getting <laughs> well, job well done. Well, we'd love to see those glasses. I don't know if you have them with you right now, but if you could send us a photo of those later, we could definitely add it so the people could see it as well. But hey, Dylan, really, really excited to have you on today. Um, you know, like we start every episode is, we're just going to kind of throw it your way and, you know, have us, uh, have you kind of tell us what your background is, your upbringing, you know, where you're from, family, interests as a kid, uh, you know, those early days for Dylan Kerr. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, appreciate that. Um, so, yeah. First child, um, you know, grew up uh, moving pretty much all around Georgia. Uh, my, my mom moved us uh, quite a bit, uh, loved animals. So, you know, something I, I loved doing growing up was going outside, uh, you know, catching, you know, bugs, snakes, like any, anything you can think of. I used to, to catch them. Um, but uh, yeah, very smart kid. Um, you know, I used to get in trouble if I got a B. If I came home with a, with a B grade, I would, I would be in trouble for that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I've moved over, uh, all over Georgia, 
um, you know, a little bit of, of issues in the family growing up. So, you know, we, we moved around quite a bit. Um, but, uh, you know, my, my brother and sister, um, Ethan and Sabrina, I'm, I'm eight years apart from Ethan, uh, and 10 from Sabrina. Um, and in high school, actually, they used to call me the, the curve killer, uh, cause nobody got a, a curve on their test. Uh, cause I'd always get a 100. Um, so, uh, so yeah. <laughs> that made you very popular. I would imagine. Right. Right. <laughs> That's cool. Dylan. What do you love about Georgia? Um, just the, the, I mean, the, the trees, um, it's just a nice, nice scenery. You know, it's, uh, you know, a lot of people say it's, it's humid here, but I mean, really it's all I know. So I don't, I don't mind it at all. Very cool. Yeah. Dylan, you know, talking about your upbringing a little bit, you know, growing up as a kid, man, what, what were your early aspirations in life? You know, what, what was your dream job, uh, growing up? What did little Dylan Kerr wanted to be, uh, when he grew up? To be honest, uh, I wanted to be the the crocodile hunter. I wanted I wanted to be uh, Steve Irwin when I grew up. I can see that. Have you ever done that? Have you ever you know <laughs> hunted crocodiles before? Or is this just something you used to watch on TV? Uh, no, no. I, I realized it it wasn't it wasn't something that uh, was was uh, you know something I could actually make a living out of. Um, but I also you know thought about you know being a being a doctor one day. Uh, so it's always something that kind of interests, interests me, um, you know, going into healthcare. Yeah. What is it about animals? You know, you've, you've brought up animals a lot, you know, what is it about animals that like, since a kid, man, what, what made you, you know, fall in love with them so early? I don't know. I'm just, uh, I guess just a, a really caring person. You know, I like, um, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, I always grew up with, with cats, dogs, things of that nature. Um, so just having something that I can, you know, just kind of take care of, um, you know, just, just a really, really caring person. If, if you're watching at home, you know, you, you will see Dylan slamming this huge jug of water every now and then. Uh, and there's a reason why Bryce and I didn't react because we've been on plenty of calls with Dylan. That is a natural thing. He does that every single day. All right. One of the most hydrated human beings you will ever meet. <laughs> and, uh, and a lot of what he does is very disciplined in his approach, not only to work, uh, but to life as well. And that's something that we really admire about Dylan. So, you know, a big part of that was getting you on the show to just man, dive inside, uh, you know, Dylan Kerr and, and how you kind of look at life, Dylan, and just, uh, you know, how you approach it, because, you know, that that is something that we, man, think you're very, very well at, right? Like taking initiative, consistency, you know, so kind of getting back to, hey, where it all started. All right. So you've been with with uh, Southwind 1-800-GOT-JUG for how long, Dylan? Uh, this July will be five years. Five years in July. Awesome. That's that's a huge milestone you're approaching. What did you think when you first joined, man? What did uh, what did you think when you first joined? Did you did you think, all right, this was going to be my career? This was going to be where I'm at forever, or uh, you know, kind of tell me what was going through your head the first day at 1-800 got junked. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I didn't think it was going to be something that I'd I'd stick with for very long. You know, I thought it was more of a, of a stepping stone for me. Um, but, you know, I didn't have the, the best uh, past before this. Um, so, honestly, I was, I was just super appreciative for, for anybody giving me a chance. Um, so, you know, willing to, to do what it took to prove myself and um, just super, super grateful for this, for this company for giving me the, the opportunity to work here. That's cool, man. Yeah, Bryce was, was 
talking and he said, man, Dylan still has, you know, the selfie he took on day one, yep. I believe, uh, on the job, right? And just, you know, that, that man, that feeling, that, that exciting feeling, not knowing what the next month or two was going to hold. And I think similar to Bryce, like we all kind of, you know, when we started, and it was just a couple months maybe in our mindset, right? Uh, but when we truly got in here, we realized we were a part of something special, man. And, and the best was yet to come. So, Absolutely. And Dylan, you know, looking back five years, right? Uh, it's a long time. All right. So what was that aha moment uh, throughout your time here where the switch really flipped for you and it turned from just a job to a career, like something that you could see doing for a long, long time? And what, what was that aha moment for you? Yeah, I would say before Southwind, I mean, there was there was truck team members and then there was the manager. You know, there wasn't much in between. But after Southwind uh, took over Atlanta, you know, there was there was more of a of a career path. You know, they, you know, brought more opportunity. There was different levels to to progress yourself. Um, so you know, I saw that, I recognized that, and I I wanted more. Um, you know, one of my uh, managers at the time, uh, Richard. Uh, challenged me um, because we had uh, these scenarios that we were were taking to get certified, and uh, you know Frankie was uh, you know coming out strong. He was on his his three three, uh, and Richard came up to me and he said, "Hey man, you know Frankie's on his three three. Where are you at?" And I was like, "I'm on my scenario one. Like, so what?" But like at that moment, I was like, "You know what? Like, I'm gonna be the first one to to get certified now." So I. Started coming in every single day. Uh, morning, I take one. Afternoon, I take one because um, I, you know, I'm, I'm competitive. You know, I wanted to be the first to finish, uh, and I and I did. Um, but uh, yeah, just just something about seeing, you know, the the opportunity to grow within the company just just lit a fire underneath me. Dylan, where do you get your competitive drive from? Because I know you were hyper competitive. Um. I don't know. It's a good, good question. I would say, um, you know, I've, I've always been competitive with uh, my brother, uh, even before, um, you know, working here, like growing up, we used to play uh, video games. So I guess part of it could come from that. Um, but I've, I've always just been uh, competitive. It, it kind of just runs in the family. All right. Do you still have the edge on your brother? Uh, he's probably got me now. I haven't I haven't played video games in probably uh, at least 10 years. So. <laughs> Yeah, I think I've been the same. And, uh, you know, a few things that we admire about you, Dylan, is, you know, when we were talking about, man, great traits and, and what we really uh, wanted to highlight in this, like you take initiative, right? Like there is no procrastination. I, I know you don't even know the definition of that word. You take initiative and own things, right? Like a lot of your leaders, we asked them things about you, and, and they told us, man, one of them told us, you know, he hasn't reached his capacity in anything that he's done. You know, that was from Stacia. She would hand you projects, and it's like, you know, she thought at some point it was going to become too much, but she said, man, he just takes it, runs with it, and he absolutely delivers every single time we give him something. Uh, you know, you're very disciplined in your approach, and I know this from, from being in an entrepreneurship class with you, uh, just in life, personal life, professional life. Uh, you know, Dylan, I know you're a regimented dude in your routines and habits, right? Like, like bedtime's early for you, right? Because waking up early is a part of your routine and habits, so... Kind of tell us about your routines and habits and, you know, where those developed over the years and, and how they have an impact on your success uh, moving forward. 
Yeah, I would I would say uh, first of all, I haven't I haven't always been disciplined. Uh, I mean, there was there was a time in my life where I wasn't disciplined at all, but I've learned from a lot of the mistakes that I made. And, you know, now like discipline is, is so built into me. Like I, I can't imagine going back to living uh, a life where I don't have discipline. Uh, you know, like I, I wake up at three 30 in the morning, uh, go to the gym every morning. Um, you know, I just, I feel like, um, you know, like now it, it, it's like a superpower for me. Right. But like, I didn't, I didn't have that before. Um, and I got that through, making mistakes, really falling on my face and, and learning the hard way. It wasn't something that, that came natural to me. Very cool. When's the last time you missed a day lifting or going to the gym? Um, actually, I've, I've actually got a, a competition going right now with, with the guys here um, on who can take the least amount of days off in 2024. Um, and he's at three. It's actually Trey, Trey Davis. Uh, he's taken three days off this year. I've only taken one off this year. Uh, and it was on uh, January 4th was the last day I took off. All right. So. Big shout out to Trey Davis. That's, that's, that's a competition I can get yeah. behind. Yeah. Who's going to take the least amount of days off this yeah. year? I love it. I remember I uh, came out to Atlanta uh, on a field visit, uh, and it's about 3 a.m., and my phone rings. All right. And guess who it is, man? It's Dylan Kerr. Like, hey, bro, you coming to the gym? <laughs> I'm right outside uh, the hotel, man. And, uh, you know, so I can – attest to the fact that Dylan does do those things. He ain't, he ain't lying on that. Did you make it to the gym? I didn't. Okay. Yeah. There <laughs> Did was you a go back to bed? I went back to bed. <laughs> yeah, like 3.30, man. When you have triplets, man, you're going to take advantage of any sleep you can freaking get. So, uh, But, you know, Dylan, uh, you know, along the climb, there's peaks and there's valleys, right? And as you think about the ups and the downs of your journey, all right, what have been some of the most valuable learning experiences so far on your personal climb? Yeah, so I would say, um, you know, for me, and you know, most people wouldn't take it this way. But for me, I, I did some time in prison, you know, I, I got in some trouble, uh, you know, out of high school, uh, I got involved with the wrong people, and started, you know, using and selling drugs. And it got me into you know, a, a lot of trouble. I got um, arrested, um, ended up, uh, you know, getting sentenced to 10 years in prison. Uh, I only did uh, about a third of that. So I did, I did 42 months altogether. But man, I mean, like my, my time in prison taught me so much, you know, and, and honestly, like looking back, you know, like I, I honestly wouldn't change anything um, because, you know, like if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't have the discipline I have today. You know, like even though, you know, I made some some really wrong decisions and I, I took a, a, you know, a hard turn in my life that I'll, I'll never get back, um, you know, doing that and, and, and having to, to pay for the, the mistakes that I, I made, you know, really taught me a lot and gave me a lot of discipline that I, that I have now that I, I definitely wouldn't have had before. Um, so like my time in prison you know, I got into some fights, um, you know, I got jumped. Um, but what I did do was, was I told myself at that point, like, I'm, I'm going to do something differently. I'm not, I'm not going to be somebody that's going to get jumped. So like, that was the point in my life where I really got serious about working out. 
Um, you know, I, I had some really bad habits before I went to prison, but at that point I developed a, a new habit that I, you know, really, really fell in love with. And, you know, I still, still have it to this day. You know, I still work out, uh, every day and it, and it feels great and it's, it's, it's a high, you know, but it's, it's a good kind of high. It's not, um, the kind that, you know, doesn't do anything for you. So, you know, that, that's when everything changed for me. I started, you know, reading books in, in prison as well. Um, you know, really just trying to, to develop my, my mind, um, my body, um, and just, just make myself better. You know, I, while I was in there, you know, I, I remember thinking back and, and, and looking around and seeing a lot of the guys in there that were just doing the same thing that they were doing before they, they got locked up, you know, like you can, you can still in prison, you can still get, you know, drugs, cigarettes, thing, things like that. And like, I saw guys that were doing that, they were getting that kind of stuff snuck in and like, they didn't learn any kind of lesson from, from the mistakes they had made, but like, that wasn't going to be me. I wasn't going to, you know, keep doing the same stuff that got me into the trouble that I was in, you know, so I had to, to make a, a choice and I had to do something differently or else that's where I would have spent the rest of my life. You know, if I would have kept doing that stuff and, um, you know, not learned like, yeah, I may have gotten out eventually, but like I would have gone right back in there. So, you know, just had to, had to make a choice. I had to do something differently um, and, and just couldn't keep going down the same path. Um, but, you know, one thing that was, that was really, really hard for me um, during that time in there was, you know, like 42 months is a really long time. And, you know, like I, I got, you know, visitation later on in my um, time in prison and like seeing my brother and my sister like come to visit me and like how much they had like changed um, from the time that I was locked up in there. Like, you know, like three and a half years is a long time, you know, and, and, and they were, you know, just going into their teenage years and like, you grow a lot in, in, in three and a half years. So like when I went in, like my brother and sister were like little kids, like they were like, like tiny little kids. And like, when I got out, they were like grownups. Like it was, it was like, it was eye-opening, you know, because, like, I, I had missed that much time in, in my family's life. And, like, just just thinking about, like, what what that did to them, you know, like, seeing, seeing their brother, like, like, make those mistakes, you know, like, it just, I don't know. It just, it just, I, I couldn't keep doing that. You know, I had, I had, to, I had to do something differently. So, you know, I, I decided that I was going to be a good example. You know, I was, I was going to get out and, and do the right thing. And, you know, I wasn't going to be, you know, the, the person that, that I had been, you know, because like I was, I was really just living for myself at that point, um, you know, before I got locked up. But, but after, after prison, you know, I started, you know, doing things for, for not just myself, but for other people, you know, like I, I learned so much through that experience. Um, and, you know, came out a completely different person. So. Yeah. Well, Dylan, man, we, we appreciate you for opening up, man. I know it's not easy to talk about those things, but as I look back and I'm sure as Aaron looks back, it's, it's those moments that you go through, um, where you realize, you know, Hey, it's time for me to make a change, you know, and, and not only does the change that I'm making affect me, 
but also the people that I care about the most, man. And how cool of a story is it that you had the opportunity to, after the fact, meet back up with your brother, Ethan, and now you guys are shoulder to shoulder every single day, uh, rocking the same uniform, um, doing the damn thing, man. So I just want to say before we move on, man, I'm super freaking proud of you um, and how far you've come, and, and thanks for sharing that with us. Absolutely, yeah. It's an inspiring story, man, and, and it's one of the best stories, I think, that, that we have uh, you know, with, with our teammates and, uh, really appreciate you sharing Dylan. And, you know, it, it kind of goes without saying, I'm going to ask you a question, but I think, you know, after just hearing that a lot of people, people could know the answer to this one. Right. But, uh, we did ask a couple people, uh, a couple of your leaders, uh, you know, why people follow you, man, like, like, you know, what you bring to the table. Okay. So, uh, one of those leaders, uh, Quasi said, um, you know, he shows up every day and you know exactly what he is going to do and that it will be 100%, like without a doubt, Casey fired that one off. Stacia, as I referred to earlier, you know, she said, you know, I have not seen this dude reach his capacity yet. Like everything we give him, you know, I think it's going to be too much at some point, but he just keeps going, keeps going and asking for more. Like you become infatuated with it, right? Like the obsession is what I love from you, Dylan, and everything you do. And, uh, you know, I'm going to ask you a question that we ask everybody on the climb. Why do people bet on you? Because I, genuine, I, I genuinely care about, uh, you know, moving them forward. You know, I, I care about being a good example and, you know, not not just about myself anymore, but I, I care about, you know, like like moving forward, but also moving moving others forward uh, with me as well. So I would say that that's why they follow me. And, and, and I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty. You know, I'm not afraid to, to get out there and, and do what they do to, to get in the field because, you know, I, I was in the trucks for two and a half years, you know, just like them. Um, so I, I don't think of myself as any differently um, than, than them. I think, I think of myself as, as a truck team member still. So. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where we all pretty much came from. Right. So it's hard to lose you know, that part of the business, man, that's, that's where the true work happens every single day. So really cool to hear that, that you love, you know, being shoulder to shoulder with the dudes out there doing it every day. Yeah. Dylan, you know, kind of walk us through, you know, some adversity that you face in the fat in the past and overcame, you know, when you think of other key moments in your life, right? Like what gave you the confidence to keep climbing? Like what were those things in your life that you maybe overcame or you persevered through some things that maybe you didn't know how it was going to go and you came out on the other side and like what gives you the confidence man to keep going day in and day out with the consistency that you have yeah i would i would say you know a lot of it um and i keep going back to the the prison thing but i mean that that just was was so eye-opening for me just going through that um so I would, I would say that experience. Um, and then also, you know, here recently, just, just seeing, um, you know, the other guys that we have in, in the business, you know, moving forward like that, that's inspirational. And like that inspires me to keep going, you know, like seeing Nick Foskey get sent to, to Grand Rapids, um, you know, Andreas and Robert uh, going down to Jacksonville uh, and even our guys, you know, still here in Northwest, you know, seeing them, move up, you know, seeing Austin Martin uh, go to DOPD and then DOO, uh, Nick Brock become our DOPD, and then Ethan now uh, becoming our CSA for Atlanta. Like all, all that just really inspires me to, to keep going. Love that. 
Yeah, so Dylan, you know the Southwood motto, right? Like, we believe that anything is possible, and I think your story, uh, man, speaks to why we believe that anything is possible, man, right? So Dylan, when did you believe that anything was possible? Yeah, I would I would say, um, you know, biggest moment for me was was when I um, bought my house. You know, that was that was really big for me. Um, you know, like coming from from nothing. Like when I when I first started here, um, my my brother actually Ethan is is who got me my my job here, and you know I, I didn't even have a car when I first started here. I was I was catching a ride with Ethan every day. Uh, waiting for him at the shop um, until he was done to give me a ride back home. Um, but, you know, just, just being able to, to, you know, move, move my way up, you know, go from, from nothing to purchasing a home, um, you know, with this, this business and having the record that I have um, and still having the ability to, to do something like that for myself. Like that's what, what really just makes me think that anything's possible and, and know that, you know, like the, the guys here, can do it as well. And like, that's, that's what I want is to see them move forward um, as well. And, and and when I see them hit those milestones, like that just really, um, you know, really just inspires me. It's awesome, man. Yeah. I would say you're a super believable party, right? A guy that started as a new hire, all right. Back in the day, went to CSL, as you were talking about earlier, SSL, all right. Become the DOPD uh, of Atlanta Northwest. Then you become the DOPD of all of Atlanta. Then you move to North Cumming office, all right, to run that as a GM. And then you end up back where it all started, man, uh, as the GM of Atlanta Northwest. Uh, you know, that, that's really, really incredible. You know, so knowing what you know now, all right, if you could sit across the table and have a one-on-one -on -one with 15-year-old Dylan Kerr, all right, what advice would you give yourself, all right, or what advice would you give to our listeners that are listening to the podcast, man? Yeah, I would, I would say just be yourself. Um, you know, if I was, if I was speaking to myself, I'd, I'd tell myself, uh, you know, don't try to be cool. You know, you, you are cool how you are, you know, like don't, don't try to do things that, uh, aren't you just to impress other people. Um, and then like for the, for the listeners, I would say just consistency is key. You know, like you may not see the results you want by doing the right thing for a week or two weeks or a month. But if you keep doing the right thing day in and day out and you're consistent with it, you will see the results you want. Results you want. That's great advice. Dylan, last question we got for you for everybody on the show. Why is the climb worth it? Just because of, um, you know, the, the, the people that I get to take along with me. You know, the climb's not just about me. It's about, you know, growing this team and, and, and you know, moving people forward. Um, so that's why it's worth it to me is just to see other people uh, to be able to, to, to climb and um, to move forward. That's awesome. Dylan, hey, we really appreciate the time, my man. Thank you for sharing your story. Your story, very inspirational. And, uh, you know, can't wait to hear a, a lot of the feedback that we get from the listeners because I truly appreciate you sharing it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you, Dylan. This is the climb. I can let him blur the vision. Started from the bottom, but I promise I'm a breakthrough. I ain't been on missing. This is how I'm living every day. I'm trying to make moves. Focus on the mission.
ain't no competition anywhere that they gon' break you. They gon' need a village. They gon' need a village, cause they messin' with the realest. Woo!